Welcome to Cosmic Conversations. And today we have a lovely goddess on. Thank you for joining um, us. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Andrea Lull, everyone. I'm a self-mastery coach. I'm from California, but I just moved to Montana. And I am so excited to have this conversation with you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for doing that introduction, because like I just said, I am terrible at pronouncing people's names. You can't be wonderful at everything. We could travel dimensions, but we can't pronounce names at <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> you know I have like a peanut allergy and I, I I literally have healed my my system and my body of so many things and I said to God I was like I'm sitting there channeling I'm like God why is it I have a peanut allergy I'm like this is like you know this is like intense I can heal anything but not a peanut allergy and God was like well I needed to humble you somehow <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Humility is one hell of a drug. I'll tell you that. And it's so necessary. Um, I've been humbled a few times as well, but it's, um, I think it's also just such a big part of your purpose, right? Right. Yeah. Such a big you part. Know, yep. The universe is watching us and our deeds, but you know what? I want to get into your story because we were just talking about this and you were talking about your dark night of the soul and how you you woke up and you learned about all these things like conspiracies, health, all this stuff. So let's go ahead and get into that. Totally. So back in high school, um, a relative of mine died and it was at the hands of the hospital. It was a cancer diagnosis. There was medical malpractice. There was no reason that she had to die. And mm -hmm. so I started researching how to not get cancer because I didn't want to be killed by the hospital by accident. And cancer was running rampant through my family. So I just thought it would be a prudent thing to start researching. I discover after reading some books, going down rabbit holes, that there are natural cures for cancer and the government's been hiding it. And if you come out with it, you might get murdered and all these things. So I started to realize that this medical complex that me and my family had been trusting forever really was part of the greater problem and that there were dark forces and dark agendas behind everything, including our health. So when I had that radical awakening to that aspect of conspiracy and just the world we live in, I started to realize like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, how can I get out of this? I remember making a declaration to my family on Christmas, like, I just want to live in a cave. I don't want anything to do with a society that is this disgusting. And no one took me seriously. Nothing happened with it. But um, I just never stopped researching. Um, I went to school. I was a bio major. So I really love studying research, medical papers, medical journals, things that people aren't willing to look at. And people just say, oh, I trust the study. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to read this study. I'm going to dissect this study. I'm going to see if there's conflicts of interest with this study and see who funded the study. And then I'm going to base my opinion on the results based that way. And so that was what I would do. <laughs> And people are like, what is wrong with you? You're such a freak. They're like, go do something. And I'm like, I'm researching. And it just totally shifted the way I looked at the world. And I started really studying, um, as far as cancer prevention, like a lot about the raw diet. And mm. at this point in my life, I'm 
19 years old, 20 years old, I'm not going to implement a raw diet. It's just my ego was like, no, fast food is good. Alcohol is good. You know, being just very, making poor choices is so fun and I'm not sick. It's fine. I will tell you though, those poor choices turned into a lifestyle and Mm -hmm. I started drinking alcoholically. Um, I started partying like a rock star with rock stars. I, I quit my schooling. I decided to uh, pose for Playboy when I was 19. Didn't mention that to you earlier. <laughs> and that became who I was. My identity became sex and drunk drunkenness, like just being America's number one party girl. I did a couple of reality shows. I ended up with a radio show on Sirius XM and my entire identity just became like what a tramp I could be and getting paid for it. And I had a long career with Playboy, Playboy Radio, Playboy TV, um, the special edition magazines. And I just was miserable. I had success in all regards. I, you know, had a beautiful boyfriend who's now my husband, a house on the beach, a super dope car. I had all the things, but I hated myself. And it was when I had a moment of clarity where I was holding a glass of red wine, chain smoking cigarettes inside my apartment. Like, I'm like, I can't keep living this way. I'm, I'm lying to myself. And it was the next day that I started to put all my research into effect I immediately started juicing. I immediately um, started taking a, a bunch of different herbs and superfoods and these things. And I totally healed and rejuvenated my liver. Um, I've had quantum healers who, who know nothing about me actually say, your soul really wants to let you know you did a bang up job healing your liver. Like you did some <laughs> damage. And I'm like, oh, cool. I actually, it's been so long, you know, I forgot about that. And so that's really validating too. Um, and it was from that point too, I started going deeper down the rabbit holes and a lot of the things I know, you know, everything about the agendas and stuff, um, scare people, disturb people. They can't emotionally handle it. To me, I'm fine. I feel the more that I discover, the better that I can circumnavigate all the agendas. So I'm almost hungry for it because once I realized I was becoming a victim of the system that I said that I disgusted so much, was disgusted by so much that I wanted to live in a cave, I knew actually when my ego could surrender that I knew what to do. I'd done the research because I knew the agendas. I know what they're pushing. I now know how to go around it and become my best version and become a self-healer. From then, of course, as I'm sure you can guess, I radically increased my frequency, started wanting to help people. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're glowing. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? And I just told people the truth. I stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs. I was doing cocaine, ecstasy, like all the things on a regular basis. Um, And people wanted to know how I was possibly like going through this like extreme detox (laughs) and looking good doing it. And I let them know too, I'm fueling these decisions through gratitude. Everything I do is through source, God, my team of angels. I am so grateful that I was brought to this information so that I could put it into effect. And now you're asking, how am I doing it? So I know it's part of my purpose to show you how to. And 
I would just start each day with like tears of gratitude. Like, thank you for waking me up like to my own delusion, to my own BS. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a life of purpose. So I started um, studying raw nutrition under David Avocado Wolf at the Body Mind Institute so I could get some credentials behind my name. So when I started helping people, because a lot of people were like, um, <laughs> what do you know? And I'm like, okay, I got to get something so people know I'm serious about this. So I got certified as a raw nutritionist and then I became a personal trainer. And the crazy part is all my personal training clients, my nutrition clients, they really were put in my life by God to learn self-mastery and to learn manifestation, to learn about karma, to learn about higher frequencies and timelines and dimensions because I started doing that on the workout floor. Yeah, we're lifting some weights and we're eating healthy, but we're talking about the quantum. We're talking about helping others. We're talking about gratitude. And that's when at the suggestion of a client, um, I decided to quit that and just go full blown into being a self-mastery mentor. And here we are today. This is beautiful. So, you know, it's really interesting what you say about like the detoxing part and like, oh, you're eating all this raw food and everyone's like, how do you have all this energy? <laughs> like I, when I came to the United States, um, I came to the United States at 24 and a half years old, years and years and years ago. And everyone was like, why are you eating salads? And, you know, just eat a Big Mac. And I'm like, no, they're like, but they're like, you have so much energy. And I'm like, it's because I eat so much good food, you know, like, I'm such a big fan of juice and celery. I love it. Like I can live off the celery juice and I just love it because it fills me with chi energy. And of course, like I have chlorophyll everywhere I travel. Like I'm here at the W right now hotel in Miami and everywhere I travel, I swear I have a second suitcase that has tinctures in it. It has everything to do smoothies in it. It has homeopathy in it. Um, it has all my supplements and I'm constantly just, you know, making sure that my body's taken care of and my energy filled. So I feel like this is becoming a lifestyle too. What do you feel like that about that? Because it's like 10 years ago, I was laughed at for these things, but now it's like, Oh, it's becoming a, a lifestyle to Oh, um, totally. Yeah. It's becoming a low lifestyle. Where do you see this going in? Like with your journey? And I, I, I've been thinking about this. Where do you see this going in like 10 years? Oh, wow. You know, we can only go up, right? There have been times where, and, and, and the same, I would actually bring like raw food to events. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I'm, like, I'm not eating that crap that they've provided. Like, I'm on a mission here. Like, I know too much. Like, I'm not going. But I'll tell you what, I've completely relapsed on it, you know, where I ate mostly cooked for a long time. And it's like, oh, why am I fatigued again? Why do I have lethargy again? What is going on? And it's like, Everyone is different. Everyone feels better in response to different things. Like some people thrive more like on fruit. Some people thrive more on vegetables, whatever it is. Some people I know are raw and they're carnivores. Like they do raw cheese, raw meat, raw milk, all the things. They're loving it, right? So <laughs> that's me. I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm a mostly carnivore diet with like exception of celery juice and um, also like my superfoods and salads. Yes. And that's, that's what works the best for me. Cause I went, I went straight up carnivore and 
I wasn't, I felt like there was kind of a backup in my liver. So, but I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm not, you know, I, I'm not afraid to say my age, I'm 38 years old. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my skin looks better. Like my eyes are more like shining with light and stuff since getting on the carnivore diet. Whereas before I was vegan and my hair fell out and I really feel like it had aged my body and it does work for mm. some people. It just doesn't work for me. And I found out, you know, about blood types that certain diets work for us and certain diets don't. So I found my happy medium was to have things like celery juice, lots of green superfoods and my, um, my supplements and also have things like salads and lots of bone broth and lots of, you know, healthy fats and, even organ meats. And that works amazingly well for me, like I love just that amazingly well. Yeah. So I feel like for each one of us, there is, you know, there's our specific genetic makeup, because I was saying, if you take an Eskimo and you try to make him go vegan, he's going to die. He's used to eat and meat, you know, that's his diet basically. And vice versa. If you take somebody who comes from specific parts of the world where they only had access to more, you know, fruits than they did meats and they eat mostly fruits, they're not going to do well, I think on an all carnivore diet, but that's just my, my experience. What do you feel about that? I a thousand percent agree with you. Um, everything that I've learned, I've studied traditional Chinese medicine. I've studied Ayurveda. Like I said, I studied under David Avocado Worth Wolf at the Body Mind Institute. We have to realize that the raw diet or any diet, it's not dogmatic. It's what works best for the individual. And a lot of it has to do with genetics. You know, I'm an A positive. And what that means is a lot of meat doesn't work well for me. Does it mean I need to be hundred percent vegan? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. But it does mean that it's not going to help me feel the most energetic, right? So I could eat it, but I just need to be aware of it. Um, maybe take some enzymes with it or some hydrochloric acid with it, but also being a positive based on my ancestry, that means that I'm not really supposed to eat an abundantly tropical fruit diet either. Like Mm -hmm. my blood type antigens don't mesh well with, you know, pineapple and mangoes and all the things that I love to eat, but I don't come from a tropical background (laughs) at all. I burn and freckle when I'm in the sun for too long, actually like 10 minutes. So clearly my ancestry, my DNA, my makeup is not going to go well with, you know, a primarily frugivore, tropical frugivore diet. So um, I, I do really well on sushi, sashimi, lots of greens, things like that. My body loves greens. When you mentioned the celery juice, I was like, yes, sister, superfoods all day long. Um, so yeah, I want people to know too, you can detox and you can get healthy without emulating exactly what someone else is doing. You know, you either right. get an expert you, to help you right, or you just trial and error it. You got to kind of tune in to your system. Right. And just, I, I do this. I know people do the whole, you know, muscle testing, which is awesome, but I just, I have this technique where I just close my eyes, think about, you know, what specific food and I just feel does my thought body feel good from imagining an image of this food and if it doesn't then I feel like it's not it's sort of my my way of testing if something's good for me or not if I don't feel good about that then I'm not going to eat it but if I feel good about it I'm going to eat it so my system nowadays like it tells me what it needs and you're also like right about the blood type um 
the whole blood type um, diet thing. I had, my mom is A, and so I, my dad is O. So I realized that the A, there you go, there's the greens and vegetables, and then there's the O, the meats. So I realized that, oh, okay, I have, I'm a happy medium between both of those. Um, that's where my, my happy spot is for my body and foods. Whereas when I was just all the way vegan, vegetarian, that is, I wasn't in a happy place. And I just, I honestly looked like I was on crack. I'm sure <laughs> I was like trying, I'm like, okay. So I'm, I, it was so funny. Cause I was getting like, you know, vitamin B12, um, yeah. shots and, then it was like, people were like, are you okay? You kind of look like, you know, you don't look very well. And I, I look at back then I'm like, oh my God, I did look like I was on drugs. I, I wasn't, but that's how much it just messed with my body. Whereas, totally. you know, when I, yeah, I was so puffed up and I literally, my, my whole draw, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what is happening here? So it was like a learning experience because I am um, part Native American Blackfoot on my dad's side. And I just really tapped into that and really came to peace with, okay, listen, I will have some meat. And then from there, I, I learned so much about healing my gut system and really healing myself because I was so unwell. And I, I really think like you said, eat every single person, they have a unique diet that is good for them. So us as coaches, I feel we can give our advice and you can try it out, but I think it's good to be open to, you know, really connecting to your system and asking what is good for me and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Muscle test. You hit the nail on the head. No, but like it's your body knows so much better than we think we know. Ask the temple. The temple knows. The body's intelligence is so vast. And if we don't ask it directly like you did, and you know, it's so funny to me because what you just suggested is so simple to tune in, to ask, to visualize and ask. But these human beings that we're dealing with, they don't like simple. They like complicated. Give me a, you know, a four day planner and a thing and a this. I'm like, no, just ask yourself. It takes three seconds. It's like, just do the simple thing. I promise it works. Yeah. The yeah. ego's like, it's simple. It doesn't work. Me and Sarah are both telling you it is so <laughs> simple. Like sometimes I'll just close my eyes and I'll ask my body a question. And if it leans forward, that's a yes. And if it goes backward, that's a no. So yes. freaking simple. <laughs> Took two seconds. The body knows. We need, we need to do this not only for food, but also for people that we're around. <laughs> yes, honey. I ha I've done that before too. Like I'll, I'll try to like override my soul. My ego's like, no, I'm smart. I can hang out with this person, even though my, you know, uh, solar plexus just totally contracted. Nah, they can't be that bad, right? They were bad. And I didn't take my own advice. I should have tuned in again, really checked in. And I didn't. <laughs> I'm totally going to try that one where you said, where you just like lean forward if it's the right answer. Is that what you said? Yes. Just like so what you want to do is you want to face south. Okay. You want to face south. So I just opened my phone. There's like a little compass app and, or I just check where ah. the sun is. I face south and I always do a test. I say, I am a woman and I go forward. And I say, my name is Andrea and I go forward. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. So if I go backward, I'm like, okay, I'm not facing south. <laughs> 
And I forgot where I learned this, but I, I, I remember I paid a lot of money for the course to learn this uh, about 15 years ago. So it works and I've used it for It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. It, it's like the only thing I remember. It was like, I think it was like some rewire your brain thing. And I actually didn't finish the course, but I took that away. Cause guess what? It was simple and it worked. <laughs> So try it, everyone. Let us know. Shoot us some DMs on Instagram and let us know how it works for you. <laughs> Imagine, you know, you just meet this person and you're like, you ask your system and you're looking at them and selling your body. <laughs> that would be hilarious though. But it works you're for okay. everything. You're okay. Yeah. And then if it's like a no, you're like, I don't, I don't think we can continue this. Like, it's just, you know, my, my being says no. <laughs> on every level it's pushing me back it's trying to remove me from this <laughs> oh my god you know so like I'm a I'm a like I I have come to the co come to be at peace with the fact that I'm a do-gooder and I come from my heart so I was not want to look past people's like issues you know and yeah. I realize every single time that I I have this gut feeling like no and I'm still like yeah but look it turns out yeah. bad. So totally. It's a blessing and a curse, you know, having this gift of empathy and love, like this unconditional love that we are able to help people through really tumultuous situations with, and we come out feeling even better. And so, okay, this person, eh, not sure, but I can override it. I have that love. I have that heart chakra. I have that drive. I'm in my purpose. Let's do it. And then you're like, that person's a total effing creep. And I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> like some things you just they need to leave our precious energy out. Cause that's what I realized too. The energy that we bring, it is precious. Like oh, yeah. I just oh, thought God. I had yes. so much to give. I'm going to give it to everyone. I would tell people borrow my, borrow my heart chakra. It's unlimited. It's infinite. And I'm like over here, like, I think I need to uh, reclaim some of that back. Like, I think I gave away too much. Uh, like I need to put up some strong energetic boundaries and really like get my force field back. So not everyone deserves it. I completely agree with you. And I've noticed this in the new age community. We have a lot of spiritual bypassing of like, Oh, you know, just you've got, you can't say anything or just love and light everyone. Well, I always said this. I said, there's more than one aspect to love. Tough love is one of them. Sometimes yes, people need, need tough love. And I, so, you know, I am a person who is okay with telling a person off when they've done something terrible and like, go learn better. And that was really bad what you did and you better learn better. And I always hope that if I've done something terrible, that the people around me are like, Hey, listen, you need to do better. And we need more of that. I think in the world, more of that in our politics, obviously more of that, way more of that in our politics. Um, we, clearly way more of that, you know, among the um, billionaires and millionaires in the world, because they need to look at each other and be like, how can we do better for the people? You know, and I think that nobody's actually having that inner strength to be like, okay, things need to be things need to change. And we need to call this out. I go back to Jesus, Jesus went into the temple and turned over the money changers tables. And we talk about Christ consciousness. Well, Christ consciousness is also about not running away. I feel that when we just like brush it over with love and light, or I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn my head away from that and not look at that. Or I know that went, that went down and that was really bad, 
but I'm not going to say anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it. I'm just going to stay in this little like bubble of my love and light. I feel that that's when we really get ourselves karmically into trouble that we're here to be the world changers. We are the world changers. And if we just sit back and turn to turn a blind eye to what I call is negative or vile or evil, we in a way are giving are giving our are we're almost like giving our allegiance to it. Yes. For it to continue. Literally. Yes. What do you feel about Absolutely. this? I think that we have such a karmic responsibility that when something happens to us, we know that everything happens for a reason, good, bad, or otherwise. So if something happens to us that's disturbing and I am making a choice, even if it's a subconscious choice based on limiting beliefs or underlying fears or unresolved trauma, I'm still making a choice to not do anything. Karmically, I have to deal with that. That is now my karma. So not only did they, did the perpetrator have their own karma on the issue and they're going to deal with theirs, but now I've done nothing with this thing that was done to me. It, everything that's done to me is done for me. And if we understand purpose and Dharma, I use the transgressions and sticky situations of my life, no matter what they are, how nasty they were to help someone else to also climb over that mountaintop. So when something disgusting has happened to me and I decide to do nothing with it, I'm going to have problems with my liver because I'm storing anger or I'm going to have problems with my spleen because I, I have a willpower problem and I'm people pleasing and I'm afraid and I have low self-worth. I'm going to start breaking out. So people are like, you know, I eat healthy. I do all these things. I don't know why my body sucks because you're harboring something emotionally and you're not doing anything with it. You've got to get honest with yourself. You got to get real. You got to rip that bandaid off. And get real with yourself about what you're holding on to and what you're feeling guilt and shame and low self-worth about. And it's by not speaking up when people that you think are cooler than you or more worthy than you do something wrong to you. Who cares? Obviously, they're not. They just proved they weren't. Don't allow people to right. walk all over you. Yeah, right. it is a problem in our community um, that I've seen quite a bit. And it just goes to show that not everyone's in integrity. You know, people talk the talk, but they ain't walking the walk, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing. They're trying to sell something. They're trying to get into girl's pants. They're trying to do all the things, but what they're not doing is walking in integrity. And that's how, you know, the real spiritualists from the fakes who has exactly. nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of it because, you know, obviously like I know a lot of these people. So that's like something I was just telling you I'm going through right now. I was just taking my time out to regroup because I know so much and I know about the abuse. I know about, you know, all of the terrible things happening to women in this community. And there's a long list. It would take me hours to just right. go through them. It's I wish I wasn't sitting here. The thing is, is I wish I wasn't sitting here saying this. I wish I could, I, I was like, Oh, Hey, listen, I want to bring in more women who are unawakened into the, the awakened, the awakened community into the new age community, because that's a spot where they can heal and get better and where we hold space for them. But I can't say that. I can't say that I would want my worst enemy to be in the new age community right now with what I've seen go on. So this is like where I'm like really into some deep soul diving of how can I shift this 
you know, how can, obviously I'm like, okay, am I going to get like backlash over this? Yeah, that's okay. I've lived for years getting backlash for saying, Hey, ETs exist, but they just said that in Congress, you know, and <laughs> saying that billionaires run the world and saying that there was abuse to children. And they found that out with Epstein and all this stuff. So it's like, okay, I've said these things. I've been ridiculed. You know, I've been in this community since I was very young and I'm not scared of being ridiculed, but I am now like, okay, at a point in my life where, okay, no longer that little shy being who just, you know, isn't going to say anything. I'm going to be a voice of change in this community. And I really, really am just, you know, gearing up for that right now. And it's really nice to talk to somebody like you because you're an empowered divine feminine goddess who is just holding that frequency and it's like it's so refreshing because I just feel like I've come across so many people are just like oh no you know we're not going to say anything or don't speak up or like you know and I'm like okay you're not a true light worker sorry I'm gonna have to just tell you Jesus your Christ consciousness Jesus flipped the tables in the temple Jesus like yelled and said this is wrong and so you know we need to address these um these subjects and we need to make the awakened community a place again you know that where women like us we are um we feel safe enough to bring in you know women that are unawakened and know that they're going to be okay without having to think twice about that yeah there should be no safer space than a community of spiritual people but yes. I have witnessed with my own eyes um, women who have suffered at the hands of these gurus, self-proclaimed, by the way, or love masters or sex tantric, whatever people, and, um, or just people that have made a lot of money and they are intimidated by them. So they do whatever they say. And I'm just like, girls, no, uh-uh. I had one girl reach out to me anonymously. She was so afraid of backlash. And, um, it was very bizarre. It was a few years ago and she was saying someone in the community, um, has, uh, assaulted me and I feel safe reaching out to you. Um, I reached out to a couple of other men in the community that know this person asking them for advice. And they told me I attracted this into my life and that I need to transmute this and alchemize <laughs> this. How, and I was like, it's like the biggest what? one. So what we're going to say that children who've been abused, they attracted that into their lives. Like that is for me, this is like one of the biggest spiritual bypassing excuses. I brought it up to the owner of a well-known media company. I said, okay, you're the guys in your company are cheating on their wives. They're having orgies. They are doing cocaine. Like there's nothing spiritual about your guys while they're claiming that they support the divine feminine and, and that's just a small list of the things that they're doing. And he goes, you're really negative for bringing this up. How dare you? I just want, you know, a relationship with you and I don't want you to bring this up to me. Otherwise I'm not going to talk to you again. And I said, you know, I just, I'm, I'm really worried about this because 
it's causing a lot of trauma and it's causing a lot of negative energy. And it's really a, a, an unsafe place for women in this community right now. And I, you know, I've been through some stuff too, and I can't talk too much about it because um, my lawyer is working on this case right now. I'm like, I've been through stuff with these people. And he was like, Oh, you know, unless you're going to, unless you're going to like, you know, kind of have a relationship with me. I don't want to talk to you again because you're going to talk about this stuff. And I was like, bye, literally, no, this is not okay. Wow. So I've been through a lot of it myself or of where they've tried to paint me out as this or that to, you know, try get it. So people don't quote believe me because of the fact that they know, I know what's going on because I've been there and it's like, okay, you guys are popping up pills you guys are snorting cocaine you guys are you know it's I it's okay to drink sometimes I'm not judgmental of that but if you're constantly drinking every single day and you're a drunkard and then you're on stage preaching about how you are an awakened person who is has healed and you're like getting clients I'm like you can't this is so it's not authentic at all it's not okay at all and it needs to change and I'm like hey listen I like I said I'm at a point of where I am very happy to have you on my podcast because this needs to come out. And I feel like today is like the day that I was, I was, I was going to, I was just going to speak about this and you brought it up and yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And you, you were like, like you said, you worked for a playboy and, and yeah. stuff like that. So you were in the like throes of like all of that, probably negativity. And, you know, I, I have a lot of friends in Hollywood who are celebrities the sad part, I have next never been sexually harassed and right. crazy rumors put out about me in Hollywood. In fact, all of my celebrity friends, they love me like in the awakened community. It's insane. It's like, okay, you know this, you were upset and we're going to try to kind of like delist you. But it's like this morning, I was just talking to this guy that runs this show, like big show on the Discovery Channel. I'm like, why did you put a guy on there that roomed a underage girl? And it's her dad talks about it. She talks about it. His boss admits to it. Like, why, why are we putting these guys on here? And he's like, just, you know, I, I he's like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, well, maybe you should do your research. Literally. They know so. it's, it's all power. It's all money. It's all fear. It's all fear-based. The only reason that someone wouldn't say something, wouldn't stand up, wouldn't not hire someone, you know, I'm going to not put you on air. You're a total creep piece of shit is out of fear, either retaliation, mm -hmm. blacklisting. It's usually financial fear, you know, Oh, I'm going to get blackballed from Hollywood. I'm not going to be able to work. And that does happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. I people was told aren't that, speaking you know, up. That's you... No, no, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt you, but oh. I was told this, they said, don't talk. Otherwise you're going to be delisted from every single platform. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm you know, I'm also TikTok famous. Like I have millions of views. So I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like risk the fact that, you know, I can do a video and pull up the receipts and put them up there. I would not risk that if I, <laughs> you might delist me from platforms, but you can't from TikTok. And obviously my TikTok girl is like, she knows what I went through. She's like, she's amazing. And she runs yeah. very popular TikTok accounts. And she's like, I'll, you know, I will go ahead and just put everything up there because I know what you went through. So it's like, yeah. okay, D-list me from other things, but hey, I've got TikTok and you will go viral with the receipts. So, I yeah. think what sets people like you and I apart 
uh, and this is like on that warrior's path, on that dharmic path, on the soul mission, is I don't care. De-platform me, boo. Like, I am doing what God put me on earth to do. I'm supported by divinity. Like, I'm, I'm doing this out of love. And you can't mess with that. So I, you know, I've lost tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. I've been demonetized. I've been, I mean, all the things I lost tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads. I was doing like testing and all this, and they just shut me down um, for all these bogus reasons. Of course, it was during the fake ass pandemic stuff. And, you know, they said I was a danger to society. So I'm like, I don't care. You can do what you want to do to me and my finances, but that's not going to dissuade me from my purpose. Have I shut up? No. Am I still posting truth on an account that they take a hundred people from every day? Yes, I am. Like, I don't care. Like it used to almost bother me. Oh no, if I lose this account with, you know, all my, all my followers, I'm going to really freak out. And I go, why, why does it matter? Who gives a flying fuck? Yeah. I don't care. I am not my Instagram account. And so, exactly. you know, I've started other ones that are more in alignment with like more what I'm here to do. But I know that one of the big things that I'm here on earth to do is to awaken people, not only to the agendas, because again, I'm that deep researcher. I've done the research so you don't have to, but also to awaken people to their highest expression and their greatest, their highest timeline to their purpose, you know, the mind, body, spirit. So it goes back to what we talked about earlier the detoxing, the body, finding the diet that works best for our temple, ridding ourselves of that karmic residue of protecting our abusers or allowing people to walk all over us out of fear. Maybe I'm going to be kicked out of, you know, it could be Hollywood, but it could also be, you know, of the new age community. You know what? Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) Put on that cloak of spiritual armor and say, who cares? The there we amount. go. And that's it. Because that's when you face your affair. And once you face your affair, you become more powerful. So just like laying your truth down. I know this, like, okay, this yes. happened, take it or leave it people. But this happened, be safe out there because these things are happening. I spoke my truth. I don't care who says what I'm good. I feel good within. That's the most important thing. And I've learned this a long time ago. It's like, okay, that's that authenticity to the universe and to God, which is like so important, important above all, is what counts. Nothing else does. It really counts the most. You are so, so, so right. When we talk about manifestation, what does the quantum field resonate with? What you just said, authenticity, which is truth. So when you are operating from that level of absolute truth, from a good intention, I'm not sharing the truth to, you know, show this right. toxic MF. I'm doing it because I need to. I'm doing it because it happened to me so I can share it and save other people. I'm doing it because it's disturbing me and it's ruining my <laughs> mind, body, and spirit trinity. When you do it from that place of authenticity and truth, you're going to now be vibrating on the frequency of authenticity and truth. And there are going to be more things called into your reality that are going to beget more authenticity and truth. And that's usually money, abundance, happiness, joy, bliss, you know, new connections, friendships, all the things like abundance in all ways. So this is why we have to get real with ourselves. The more that we believe the lie that we have to stay small, allow people to walk all over us, to abuse us, to live in fear. 
the less we're able to create our dream life. Cause I know people are like, yes. Oh, I'm doing all the things I'm doing the vision board. I'm doing, you know, uh, visualization. I'm doing gratitude. I just can't get it. I'm like, because you're not on the right frequency, honey, something you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And it all comes down to, to fear. People are so fearful of what others think of them. So fearful to say the truth, so fearful of this and that. And it's that fear that blocks you from manifesting. So if yes. you just like face that fear head on, like, okay, I'm like, I said, speak my truth. Like what you just said, once you remove that fear, because the more that you face it, the more that you're going to be like, whoa, fear was like this invisible thing that was keeping me from achieving my dreams. And it, keeping me from feeling good inside. And it really wasn't that big of a thing at all. It was just some invisible belief or thought I had of the consequences. Yes. I think a lot of people's fear comes from childhood. They're fearful of getting in trouble with their parents. So they're fearful, you know, of getting in trouble for something. And I'm like, I was never afraid to get in trouble for my parents, even though I did. So it's like, I'm not, I was, I'm like, I'm the rebel. So that's where I'm like, oh, wow, you know what? Face this fear and get it over with. And I like facing fears. I'm like, throughout my life, like that's been a thing. Facing fear, facing fear, facing fear, facing fear of like, you are not my master. I am your master because I have God's source within me and you are the one to be mastered. <laughs> so it's like, yes, maybe it's a little bit of my midheaven being in Aries. So, you know, and then I have like Taurus. I have like the passionate I go I go to war for love you know because I'm like okay I love people I love like um my sisters I have I have this such this beautiful like sort of feeling of like I need to protect the women of the planet children <laughs> I have a lot of like the Isis energies that I channel in so that comes in of like okay I feel so protective you know so I think that that plays into to into this but I just yeah I'm you know I'm at this point of like, okay, I feel like the, the, the divine feminine, which isn't fearful, by the way, it isn't that, right. you know, the miss of like, Oh, hurt it abused me. And I'm still going to love you. It's like, you get my love. Once you show me that you are good and you deserve it and that you're, um, you're trying to be a good person. Also, that's another subject we could talk about of women giving their hearts to just anyone when your heart, your love should be earned. That's something that I truly believe. Um, but yeah, it's, um, where am I going with this right now? <laughs> I love everywhere you're going. <laughs> go sister, go. <laughs> no, but you're so, I, I, you, I, I mean, know what I, I, as a tourist, I love food and it's like past my dinner time. <laughs> I'm like in this train talking to you and then suddenly like my thought goes to my dinner. <laughs> I love that because you and I really, we're like so similar in so many ways. And my favorite people are always Tauruses. My husband's a Taurus. Aww, we're pretty, I'm a I'm cat, like, I'm a, see, we're, we're pretty good. I would actually yeah. like to have myself as a friend. <laughs> Girl, I'm so good. See, I love my friends. That's it's like, how, go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's how I would like all women to be like you. I love myself so oh. much. I trust myself so much that I would love to be my own best friend. I'm loyal. I'm caring. I'll fight for you. I have your back. I'll make you feel beautiful. I'll help you face your fears. Like that is your self-mastery. That is you knowing yourself intimately and saying, I would make a kick-ass best friend. There's not many women that can say that, right? 
They don't trust this themselves. This is true. This is true. I make a kick-ass um, good friend. Just don't betray me. Don't That's stab right. me in the back because otherwise I will teach you to be a better person. Well, <laughs> it's because you have the self-respect. Like yeah. when you're a loyal person and you're going to give someone your, your everything, your energy as a friend, as a, a source of unconditional love, it's like, if I don't have self-respect, I'm going to let you keep walking all over me. Okay, I'm going to exactly. give them another chance. Yeah. But because you have that love for yourself, you respect yourself, you're not going to allow that. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, about people who have been victimized and are doing nothing with it. Why are we allowing that? I'm not saying they called it in. Not one of the spiritual bypassers, but we have to do yeah. something with it. Um, I think with the fear thing, you know, I take my clients through their fear because you are so right. The genesis of like all the BS in our lives is always fear. And a lot of it is like hidden under the covers. It's like, I'm not a fearful person. What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, bust out that spiritual flashlight girl and let's shine the light on it. Because there's some stuff underneath there that you need to extrapolate from childhood, from programming, from society, from your friends, all the, from trauma. And when we finally find that initial wound or start to kind of connect the dots on that fear, then it's illuminated and it's no longer running the choices I make. It's no longer fueling my low self-worth. It's no longer making me a perpetual people pleaser. I know you said you were, you know, kind of born this rebel. I am a recovering people pleaser. I was terrified of my mom, um, of the consequences. Um, I never wanted to ruffle any feathers in my house. I didn't ruffle any feathers at school. I was always like the top student performer award of everything I did. I just wanted to make everyone else happy. And I look back and I'm like, none of that was for me. None of those high achievements were for me right. it was because I was a grade A people pleaser. And it took me getting so ruthlessly honest with myself, like, cause I would go around town, you know, I'm, I'm in Hollywood, I'm naked in magazines, I'm hanging with rock stars, I'm doing things like, I'm amazing, don't you know? And then I'm <laughs> like, wait, I have zero self-respect. Oh shit. I have no self-worth. You're telling me I secretly hate myself. Oh God, I got work to do. And it's like, if I didn't get real and if I didn't peel back those layers of my figurative onion and get to that middle of it, I would still be in delusional and la la land. Honestly, between you and I, the listeners, I'd be dead. The way I was drinking and driving and doing all these crazy things, I would not be alive. So that's another thing that fuels me, Sarah, is I know that God's source has given me a second chance at life. I didn't necessarily deserve. It wasn't like I was doing anything of valor. And I know that I'm here to help people through my experience, through my darkest times, through that, that ability to transmute that dark into a purpose. I know that I'm here for a reason. I can't just, you know, let that go to the wayside. So we're here to be the true light bringers. The true light bringers are these, um, the people who, have brought in that light of God who have yeah. really done the work to heal themselves. So you don't have to be perfect. You just have to make mm -hmm. that effort. And, you know, cause one time I was like, God, you know, I'm always doing meditation and doing this and that like, but I didn't do this right. And God was like, Hey, hey listen, cause I have like this communication with the divine where I get visions or feelings or even like, you know, hear voices and things like that. And God was like, it's okay. You are doing your best, which is important. And I think that 
yeah, that's what, you know, that's what true light worker is. They're never going to be perfect, but it's, we're doing our best for ourselves. We're always doing our best that we can, you know, for others, it's not going to be perfect, but we're doing the best that we can. And the divine acknowledges that. And the divine knows that right now we are needed on this planet to help wake, awaken others. And that's why we're here. I, I believe in my case, at least that I chose to be here on this planet before I even incarnated. And, you know, I don't know if you share that. Um, I do, with you, but I feel like, yeah, it's like, I have this inherent knowing of this. What do you, like you said, you do too, right? Absolutely. I know that I came into this life. I chose my parents. I knew what the general BS of my life was going to be. Probably that I would drink alcoholically, probably <laughs> that I would get into some sticky situations that I should be dead a few times so that I could ace those tests and be of purpose, you know? And if I failed at school, I'll just come back next life cycle. But I know that I chose this. It's a deep knowing. One of my gifts is that knowing. And if some yeah. people are like, how do you, how do you know all this? I'm like, I just, I just know. And I've had psychic readings like, you know, you're a knower. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> um, when you mentioned the perfection aspect and it's not about being perfect. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the predators in our community. I want to let people know whenever there is someone who is saying, I am perfect, do oh. as I do. That is one of the number one signs that you are talking to a narcissist, that you are talking to a predator, that you are talking to someone who believes their own delusion and run because I, I do my best but it's far from perfect. And every time I slip back down the vibrational scale, I use that as that contrast of ickiness to say, I got to go back. This, this is happening to me so I can teach my clients also how to climb from this hole of low vibration and whatever. How could I teach someone if I was just born perfect? I'm perfect. Exactly. I have nothing to teach. I got to tell you what I've been through and how I climbed from the, yeah. the depths of despair. Like I was desperate. I was hopeless. Like that is so not perfect. You know, I did things that I'm not currently like shameful about, but like was deeply embarrassed about, full of shame about. And I share those stories with my clients to let them know, like, you're not alone. And if I can get through this personal hell, so can you. But if I came around saying, I was born like this, I am just, you know, transcendent of all. I'm never angry. Um, everything that happens to me is just bliss. Um, I was born beautiful. I don't even need to work out. I'm just so gorgeous. You know, worship me. Buy my supplements too. You know, like, no. <laughs> I, no I like, run for I the like, hills. I like, you know, it's like, no, we aren't here to be perfect at <laughs> perfect at all. And I think that for me, it's like, okay, I was a virgin till 24 and a half. And this is like such a crazy story. Cause I know you were asking, you were like, you know, you know, some about me, but not my entire story. Yeah. So and here I was like dating the first guy ever in the awakened community. And everyone was like saying that, putting out these crazy rumors that weren't true about me. And it was like, oh. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So I had like the opposite of like, I was goody two shoes. I never drank anything in my life. And here I am reading articles about how I'm an escort and I'm, I'm a Coke addict. And I'm like, what is Coke? <laughs> <laughs> I 
my first <gasps> Coke. I'm like, is that? I didn't even know. I'm so. You're like, like the drink. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really interesting, you know, because it's like, okay, at some point, I'm like, hey, oh, you said that. That's cool. You have that view in your mind of me. Well, that's fine, you know, like that's okay. But, and you know, I'm pretty like um transparent. Yes. Okay, I'm into beauty. I don't think that we, I don't, I think that there's also a big thing in the new age community of where, okay, just work on the inner, don't take care of the outer. And I'm like 50, yes. 50. Yeah. You okay. I'm going to make sure I have my facials and I'm going to make sure I look beautiful. And I also do my inner work. When we're finished this session, I'm going to go meditate for like an hour. So I, yeah. I spent a lot of time medit in meditation, taking care of my system so I think it's 50, 50. And I just, I feel like, you know, we need to just shatter some of these, these belief systems that no longer serve us or serve the yes. people coming into this community. And okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to dismantle this right now. So <laughs> we are infinite spiritual beings, right? And we chose to come here. Or if you don't believe you chose to came, come here, you know, you are here. And what is the platform in which we experience this realm? It is my body. It is my skin suit. So am I going to navigate this realm with a broke down 1996 IBM computer? Or am I going to get the newest, fastest iMac Pro bombness with the updated operating system? So if this is my operating system, if this is the platform on which I'm operating through this realm, why would I say that I'm not going to take care of it? I chose to come into this body to have this human experience. And it's about balance. If you study religious tenets, any spiritual tenant, it's all about balance. Like if I was just going to come here to meditate for eight hours a day, why did I choose to come here? I should just be in the ether, right? But right. like you said, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to make sure I do things that make me feel good. That's called balance. And the balance is going to look different for everyone. I know people that take amazing care of their body, but they don't care about their um, facial appearance, right? I know people that are, you know, super into beauty. I love makeup, but they're not going to go get a massage. It's going to, it's whatever feels yeah. right to you. And I call it the Holy Trinity, body, mind, and soul. Yes. So I got to nourish my soul. I got to make sure my mindset is right. And I keep it honest and in integrity, but I got to take care of my temple too. And anytime I get out of that perfect triangle, because when you have the shape of a triangle, it's, it's balanced. It can't get out of balance. When you find your perfect Trinity, you're like, Oh, I got to maintain this. This is good. And that's what we talked about at the top of the show. It's that diet, you doing more of the raw carnivore thing or the carnivore thing, me doing a lot of vegetables and sashimi is kind of more of a Mediterranean way in a, in a, almost, but knowing that I have to nourish my purpose, my soul and keep my mind right. Otherwise, what's the point of being here? Because I've done the thing where I'm just obsessed with the body. And where did that lead me to hopelessness and despair? Yeah. Because there was no yeah, spirituality. Yeah, it I think there's an imbalance because we have the unawakened people, which are mm -hmm. not taking care of the spiritual and they're taking care of just the outer. Right. And then we have the people in this community who are so focused on the inner and they also neglect the outer, then they're unhappy with their outer. And then they, that specifically in the community of women that leads to a lot of jealousy and a lot of issues yes. like that. 
that, you know, come out. And so I think that there's just like an imbalance where we need to, um, we need to take care of mind, body, soul. Like you said, like, that's the, that's so important. And, you know, I'm aware that my body likes to be dressed in beautiful clothes and beautiful dresses. That makes me happy. <laughs> it's like, you know, yes. like very, yeah. So it's like, I, I listen to her and I'm not like, okay, you can't have that because I'm grounding you because I feel this or this or this, which is comes from unhealed childhood stuff. I'm like, okay, listen, you just went this many days on carnivore. So you're going to have a piece. Cause I'm, I do do carnivore, but you're going to have a bite of that chocolate cake. Right. Uh, there you go. You can have that bite of chocolate cake. That's how kind of I am. I love that because <laughs> Here's, it goes back to what you originally said about not being perfect. You're making that choice, and we'll just use the chocolate cake as an example, of a conscious decision to deviate from your lifestyle of absolute wellness because you get what the consequence may be, and you're like, I'm down with it, and it's just a bite. I'm not buying an entire sheet cake, and I have no self-awareness, and I love self-sabotage. I'm just going to eat that whole thing and then hate myself and try to starve for a week. It's like you have this self-awareness to know. And when you mentioned the some women in the community that focus just on the spirit, I feel like based on my own experience with people I've worked with, it's often an excuse of their own self-deception. They just don't know that they're lying to themselves about how much they actually care. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to be like you and I and love dressing in the nicest, fanciest things and wearing jewels and all the things. Cause I love that. But another thing about that, before I finished what I was saying was it doesn't need meet it doesn't mean it's going to be forever either. We go through right. seasons. You and I might be in a season of opulence right now. And you know, in 10 years, I might be in a season of I'm not going to do a damn thing with my hair and I'm not going to wear a <laughs> drop of mascara, you know? So allow the seasons. seasons, you know, <laughs> me too. Like allow the seasons and stop judging yourself. Who cares if you like a full face? Who cares? So <laughs> what I work with my clients when they're saying like, well, I, I had a client who was morbidly obese and she was doing all the things and then she couldn't lose the weight though. And I said, okay, you're obviously lying to me. And if you're lying to me, you're lying to yourself. So let's, let's rip this apart. What again is that underlying fear? Because I know you have a great relationship with your higher power. I know you're in prayer, you're in gratitude, you're in meditation. I know that we're working on mindset. Why are you letting your temple go to shit? And you're paying me all this money to get your temple in shape. I don't understand. Let's get to it. She said she didn't know. I said, well, can I offer some suggestions? I said, I think you're using it as an excuse. I think if you keep the weight on, it will explain why you don't have a partner. If you keep the weight on, it will explain why you're in a job that you hate. If you keep the weight on, it'll explain all these health issues that you have. And if you shed that weight, you're going to have to take ownership of all the things that you're not happy with in your life. And by keeping that weight on, it's giving you that perpetual excuse and it's, it's for your ego. Oh, Can't. wow. And yes. she was like, she was like, you just nailed it. <laughs> she goes, I've oh. never thought about it, but everything you just said, even though it stung when you said it, it resonated. I got goosebumps like da da da. And, uh, so that's when, sometimes when people can't see it, we have to gently offer that invitation to give them what we may see. 
And once, and she's doing great now. I actually suggested that she works with an accountability coach. I said, look, we've done this thing. And now what, let's get you onto someone else who's going to really give you more of what you need on that food, of that structure, of keeping it honest and integral in that regard. Because I retired uh-huh. from food. <laughs> I still do it with Aww. my clients, but I'm not like a, even though I'm a certified nutritionist, I, I don't take those one-on-one appointments. Um, mm-hmm. But it is part of what I do as a self-mastery coach because it's the body. Hello. Um, but I, I refer out too. So I just, I loved working with her and getting her to that place but it's not always easy. So I want the women who might be in self-denial, might be in self-deception, ask yourself, what are you hiding behind? Why are you hiding behind it? Are you, are you ready to now get into your holy divine Trinity of body, mind, and spirit, not just spirit, not just mind, because you came here to experience this realm through this body. It's amazing. I want you to jump. I want you to run, dance, swim without knee pain, without arthritis, without gout, without brain fog, without diabetes. I want you to thrive. It's like, I want this for you. Yeah. Yeah. This is an amazing like conversation because you're pointing out a lot of things. Like it all, a lot of that comes from like belief systems and subconscious and that's where yeah. that tough love aspect comes in of like, okay, you're doing this and it's causing your life to suck. And this is how we can shift this and change this. So that's right. where that tough love that we were talking about earlier comes into play in situations like this too. Absolutely. And one can only give tough love if they're not a people pleaser, if I'm not afraid of what my client's right. going to think, is she going to break <laughs> up with me? Is she going to stop being a paying client? No, we worked together for three more years. I mean, we love each other. She's one of my best friends. But there was a certain point, it was actually when I moved out of state recently. I said, I want you to work with an accountability coach. You and I have done the thing. We've looked at the fears. You're killing it. You're doing it great. I just need you to have someone that you're going to now pay just to keep you on track that you can also be honest with. So that's the thing too. We got to let our clients fly. I don't want to foster dependency. I want them to know like I'm helping you become the greatest version of you. I'm not trying to foster an ongoing never ending relationship where it's now codependent. That's not self mastery. That's not what this is about. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so proud of specifically that client, but I also, I, I just know so many women in the community that are very similar. So that's why I wanted to make sure I went on that little diatribe because if I can, if I can resonate with someone on that inside level where they're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, she's talking about me. As soon as we have that light bulb go off, like, Oh my Lord, that's me. <laughs> that's when change happens. So hopefully someone know- heard what they needed to hear. You know, that's it. I, I feel like relatability is so important. And the re, you have the, this kind of like, you have this relatability. I can just feel that and tell by talking to you. And that's really important with working with clients, you know, where they have that from us. And I that's why sometimes like, I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not here to dress in like, you know, feathers everywhere and dress like in robes everywhere I'm gonna dress in my jeans and my pretty dresses and because you know what there's that accountability of um sorry relatability Mm -hmm. where I'm like hey listen 
you work a nine to five job, I want you to be able to relate to me. I don't want you to sit here and be like, oh, you need to go to the middle of the Amazon to find God. You can sit there and find the, that divine Christ consciousness within yourself. Just sit in there, you know, on the bench, on your break outside of work in your jeans. That's how I teach, you know, my, um, and that's how I teach um, my clients. I'm like, that's what I teach them. And that's the message I'm trying to get out to everyone is like, okay, listen, it doesn't matter if you are homeless under the bridge, you can do these techniques to build your energy. And that's going to shift your reality. That's going to shift you out of that, um, that place where you're living out of that, that specific energy frequency It's going to shift you to the higher one. And more things are going to open up and more, um, beautiful, lovely gifts from the universe will flow in. So I really am grateful that you have that sort of relatable energy about you because I get that with speaking to you. Oh, thank you so much. And based on what you said, I'd like to share some of my personal experience. When I first entered the conscious community, the, the new agers in the Los Angeles area several years ago, I started to look around and say, oh, I need to start wearing harem pants. I need to start wearing goddess dresses. I need to start putting feather extensions in my hair. I need to start doing all these things. And then I realized, oh, and also I need to stop wearing makeup because people kept saying, oh, you wear a lot of makeup for being so spiritual. I'm like, oh, is that not a spiritual thing? Okay. So I started wearing the costume of spirituality. And I realized, and again, a moment of clarity, didn't have to be on plant medicine, didn't have to be in the Amazon, didn't have to be on a vision quest, just getting real and honest with myself. I realized I'm not being authentic at all. And there's no truer form of spirituality than authenticity. So yes. I, showed up to the, I showed up to the next event wearing a sexy ass leather jacket and some like little like, <laughs> slutty pants, like that, that's, that's me. I like dressing provocatively. I, I do it for me. My husband's cool with it. He knows I'm not tramping around. I just, I'm like, I love feeling sexy. You know, I, I have a sacral authority. I love sexiness. It's how I make decisions. I'm like, that car is hot. I'm buying it. That jacket is hot. I'm buying right? it. Like <laughs> that's, that's my thing. So of course that's how I like to feel. Mm -hmm. And that's when the miracles started rolling into my life. When I took off the costume and put exactly. on my and authentic like outfit. We're chasing people in the mainstream away because we're saying, listen, you need to be like us. And there are people right. who run businesses, people who work nine to five jobs, you know, that need to be able to incorporate spirituality. They don't, they're not able to wear harem pants or, you know, wear all these feathers or like, you know, <laughs> right. They're not. And but you can sit at your desk and that this is like what I teach. You can sit at your desk and channel rainbow light into your cells. And that's going to bring the, your frequency up. And I had the same thing. I, you know, I'm, I just sort of princessy, Victorian, Egyptian, yes. like sexy. And just because you're sexy doesn't mean you're promiscuous, which is another right. big one in this community that needs to be addressed because like, no, just because I'm sexy doesn't mean I'm promiscuous at all there. That doesn't no. Um, and if you go back to e ancient Egypt, all these people are teaching about the goddess. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but Hathor, she wore sheer clothing. Isis wore sheer clothing and she wore makeup. So how mm -hmm. is it not spiritually, not spiritual that, you know, somebody wears makeup or they wear something sexy when the goddesses were basically in Egypt that you're doing 
basically retreats and all this stuff about and saying I'm channeling Isis. They were, there's, there's paintings of them, you know, and hieroglyphs of them. They're naked with sheer clothing and makeup. So what right. are we doing? Are we twisting the goddess to, you know, that it's, it was shameful for her to be sexy. No, I'm sorry. I don't accept any of that. And I lived, I have uh, memories from Egypt. I lived there and I know exactly that we wore sheer clothing. We wore makeup. I, we, right. I still do my eyes sometimes up like an Egyptian goddess. I think this whole thing um, came from a religion of where like, you know, women yeah. are, uh, their bodies are to be, we're supposed to be ashamed of our bodies. So we're supposed to hide it. And we're supposed to like, see as something that is like, you know, causes man to sin. Well, I'm sorry, right. but man, men need to spiritually evolve, evolve. And I, you know, I live in, I've lived in England where a lot of the women, they're dressed up so goddessy, so mm. beautiful, so sexy and the men treat them really well whereas i come to the united states and it's like okay they see this a lot differently so it's like it's been a learning um it's really been a learning journey for me about the views in the awakened community how it's a lot of like it's a lot of like religious views going back to that there is still that shame that's taught that shouldn't be taught they're still doing it so yeah it's like i said learning journey Right. And the people who are really my best friends from the spiritual community, the conscious community in California and all over the world now, they love me for my makeup and my mascara. And they're like, that is so you. Or like, we'll be out and like, oh my God, you should get this dress. It's so you. Like they know that this is my authentic expression. And again, this might not be what I want to do all the time for the rest of my life, but right now it makes me feel damn good. And that's how I operate my life. What makes me feel good where I'm not harming anyone. As long as I'm not, you know, karmically affecting, energetically affecting anyone else's well-being through my choices that make me feel amazing, I'm going to do it. So I had another, um, like radical awakening about my makeup. Um, you know, someone came on my Instagram. I was like, you're masking I'm like, bitch, I am not fucking masking. Oh of course, I didn't respond because I'm not going to energetically feed that. But I'm like, no, this is like legit, authentically who I am. I come from Playboy. I used to wear, you know, those stupid fake eyelashes. I used to have Kardashian contouring on every day. I used to wear push-up bras. I'm like, I know what masking is. I used to have bleach, bleach blonde hair, okay? And I'm like, uh, this, is, this is how I feel beautiful. Honestly, when I do my makeup in the morning, it's very meditative for me. I kind of go into that space of moving meditation. I don't know what I'm going to do, but then I'm like, oh my God, I love it. It's usually my, my eyeshadow. So when I moved here, I, um, I stopped doing my makeup because I live in a rural town. I don't leave my property. And I go, oh my God, was I lying to myself? Am I doing my makeup for other people? Was it not for me? holy shit, have I just found another layer of self-deception? And I'm like you, I love finding the fears, the lies. Like I just, how deep can I go? And then I did my makeup a couple of weeks ago and I was like, no, I love this. I'm back. Why was I not doing it? Like, who cares if I'm not seeing anyone? I, this was for me. It was always for me. I love the way the gold looks and the shimmer looks. And you know, they say like, oh, after 40, you can't wear shimmer. I'm like, Bitch, I don't play by rules. Like <laughs> I make my own rule book. I put on all the glitter today for you. And I'm just like, I, I, I realized I was never lying to myself about it. I let society get into my head. 
I love putting my makeup on. I love seeing what I can create, what colors I come up with. You know, can I contrast it with my outfit? Da, 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 da. Like hair, I still need some work on, okay? <laughs> That's not my jam. I know though that like it is for me and I do love it. And I did feel so much more just like alive and like sexy again and like just a, a happier frequency. So I can happily report that I had the epiphany that I am truly in my authenticness right now and that it brings me bliss and it brings me joy and I'm here for it. <laughs> and that's when we're really in our goddess power. You know, I see yes. these girls and they're all so covered up with their feathers and they're just like with these faces, you know, and it's like, whoa, they don't look very happy. And, you know, it's, they're like, oh, I'm channeling the goddess Isis. Well, she was one sexy goddess. I'll tell you that. That's for yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You do your research, love, because she was one sexy goddess. And I like embody that. You know what? Go to Hathor. Hathor had like, she like had different lovers. <laughs> it was like interesting that just like, were they loved her and she was a goddess and she was really powerful. So like, okay, let's stop with the judgments on, on these things, you know? Because yeah. you can't be channeling these goddesses and then cutting off what you quote don't like. That's but right. you know, I thank you so much. And you look gorgeous, by the way. Likewise, sister. As soon as I saw <laughs> you pop you. on camera, I was like, hi, gorgeous. Like looking good, girl. <laughs> I try, I try, like, I just was like my hair, because like the the it's so hot here. And so my hair earlier, I literally looked like I was in the fifties. I had like, a <laughs> like a beehive. I'm like in there trying to get it down. Like let's put some cinnamon oil in here. I smell like a Christmas tree right now. So oh, I love that. I love Christmas trees. Can you tell my whole house is Christmas tree? <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I'm ready for Christmas. This is my yes. birthday. I love it. I love the plaid. You look so hot and sexy. <laughs> thank you. And so do you. And thank you, you know, for being on my podcast with me. I really enjoyed this. We could go on probably for the next couple of days and just continue on. There's so much to talk about. And yeah, by the way, I want you to go ahead and give our audience um, where they can find you, how they can contact you, how, how they can book you in. Oh, absolutely. So my favorite place to communicate with people is through my Instagram at the I am everything project. That's the name of my mentorship project program. And I take two, six and 12 month uh, mentees through the self mastery process. And it's just amazing. I also do single sessions as well. And that's any form of high level um, spiritual life coaching that you need. And that's going to be done over the phone. So I will take nutrition clients for that. Just a retired in person as a personal trainer, nutritionist, but I, I definitely take phone calls. My website is my name, andrealowell.com. And on my Instagram and on my website, you'll find my link tree, which has all my free offerings, my raise your vibration guide, my unlock your Dharma. So you don't have to just jump right in and become a client. You can just, you know, dip your toe into the Andrea pond and uh, see if you really vibe with me and you like my style so the i am everything project on instagram andrealol.com is my website and i love 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 meeting new people and connecting thank you so much goddess and i just want to tell everyone this is cosmic conversations and of course you know our conversations are a little bit about everything because i'm trying to become the next joe rogan just <laughs> get the, a girl manifest it. <laughs> joe rogan the goddess joe rogan here um, so 
you know, go check, go check Andrea out. And I love her. I follow her on social media. She has amazing posts. Go check out her Instagram. And thank you guys for joining us.